This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hey, friends. Thanks so much for coming back to Really Riley. Um, I'm kind of excited about this podcast because it's like one of those ones that jumped out of inspiration out of nowhere. I had an original idea for what I was going to do today, which I'm going to save for another time because I think it's important to talk about the one I was originally going to chat with you about. But today was inspired by Instagram. Out of nowhere yesterday, I just, well, not really out of nowhere, but yesterday I put up something that said, if you could speak something into existence, one thing, what would it be? Now, let me back up. I'm a person that is all about speaking things into existence. And I wasn't always this way. Once upon a time, if somebody said, oh, yeah, you know, you can just put yourself into a mindset and believe nothing but that and speak of nothing but that and it's going to happen, I would have rolled my eyes all the way back in my head at you. But uh, I think it was like mid-2017 when I was just in a really shitty place in life, just super dark. My outlook on everything was just meh, 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 meh. And I just like was not happy. And it felt like every single thing in my life was just falling apart. My relationships were a mess. My friendships were a mess. I felt like I was failing as a mom. I didn't think I was killing it in my career. And I was just bleh. So I got a hold of the book and the movie, The Secret. I'm sure you guys have heard about it by now, but if you haven't, it's by Rhonda Byrne, and it's amazing. It's an entire series, and I became hooked on this idea, on this notion, on this mindset of positive polypants will come to fruition in life if you work it. So I wasn't allowing myself to speak negative things into existence, and I was following you know, the practices of the book, like every day writing in a gratitude journal and, you know, fixing my thoughts when negative ones would creep in. And I'm not saying this shit happened overnight because it didn't. But today I'm thinking I'm in a really, really good place in life and all the things that I just listed that were shitty before. And some negative thoughts and emotions started creeping in my head the last couple of weeks, and I'm like, ay, 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 I need to get back into speaking positive things into existence because I worked really hard to get to this wonderful place to where I am right now, like where I am absolutely head over heels in love with my boyfriend. My son is so damn cute and healthy and thriving, and I mean, my career is good relationships with friends and family are awesome so I need to hold on to that with a death grip and for me doing that is just staying in that positive speaking things into existence space so I wasn't expecting the response you know in abundance that I got on Instagram just asking that question like if you could speak one thing into existence what would it be and I wanted to share some of these with you and you know maybe some of my thoughts on them just because I've been through a lot of these, and I mean, I'm hoping it will help. I am no guru by any means, and I don't pretend to be, but 
I feel like hearing it from somebody else's perspective makes you feel not so alone and it makes you kind of feel like, well, hey, if Riley can do it, maybe I can too. Or at least that's the idea. So, I mean, if you could speak one thing into existence, what would it be? One person said less judgment and a lot more kindness. I know that sounds super simple, but I'm like, girl, I could not have said it better myself. Because I think with with social media these days, we're real quick to be super, super judgy. And I get a lot of judgment on the daily. I can handle it a little bit better than some people because I put myself out there. I'm on the radio. We got, you know, like millions of listeners. So I kind of expect it in a sense. But in everyday life, it does kind of suck for people to be, you know, judgy wudgy and all. So another person said that she could handle two under two come October. I'm like, oh, man. So I guess she's pregnant with one and then has another little one. And I'm like, uh, I, I only have one. So I can't speak of experience because what everybody says is that going from one to two is going from like two to ten or one to ten or something like that. It's a lot, apparently. And I mean, hopefully someday, fingers crossed, I would like to have another one. Can't believe I just said that. But yes, we're maybe going to speak. No, we are going to speak that into existence. See, I got to practice what I preach. But I kind of just said, you know, I'm hoping or at least this is what other mamas tell me that your super mama powers are going to kick in. But again, not are maybe gonna will kick in and you can handle this. That's the way I always have to think about things like this. Another person said unicorns. Hey, if that's a thing you want to speak into existence, then go to Michael's and make yourself a unicorn, damn it. Maybe unicorns are the new puppies. So another lady said, I will make it through breastfeeding in the sleepless nights. Ay, 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 mama. Nursing is no joke. So when Lyric was born, I was determined to breastfeed and the boy never latched, not once. Well, I take it back. He lasted once for the lactation specialist just to let me know that he could do it, but he wasn't going to do it for mama. And I was stuck to that utter sucker, otherwise known as the breast pump, for like three, four months, just so determined that I was going to do this for my son. I think the most I ever pumped out of one boob, sorry if this is TMI to you guys, was like five ounces. That's like not even a bottle. So, uh, you know, my advice was with that is just, you know, look. Do what you got to do. Fight the good fight if that's what you want for your kid. This is like what I'm saying for myself, what I was saying for myself as well. And if you have to switch to formula, do not beat yourself up. You got to get some sleep, mama, and you're going to get a lot less of it if you are stressing that you can't breastfeed or whatever. I'm going to send the positive vibes out there for you that your baby just, you know, latches onto it and you can do it. Let's just leave it there. That's what's going to happen. So somebody else said, as a writer, the creative process is tough. I want people to enjoy my work. Man, it was always a dream of mine to become a writer. And you know what? I'm going to put this out there in the existence, too, that someday it'll happen. Hmm. Look at this positive poly over here. You know, but that writer's block is so, so tough. And I was like, I'm sending you creative vibes stat. But again, I think this just really goes along too. When you go into that positive mind space, you clear up your head of all negative thoughts and emotions of, oh my God, people aren't going to like my stuff. This sucks. It's not savvy enough. You cloud yourself with all that gook. And I mean, I know that I sound like, you know, a flower child right now, but for me, it really does work, especially with the creative process. Um, somebody else said, I need a promotion at work. I really, really need this. I said, you got this girl. Believe in yourself in every single fiber of your being. Believe that you already have it and watch it happen. Okay. A long time ago, it was my dream. I'm talking 
tens of years now, like 13 years ago. It was my dream to be a part of the Kane show. And I know you're probably laughing at me right now because, hey, I'm Riley from the Kane show. But I never like really believed it in my core. But I was always talking about it. It was always something on my lips. It was always something that was there in the distance. And then when the opportunity came up, oh, my God, I was obsessed with it. There was no other way it wasn't going to happen. There was no other way that I wasn't going to be sitting in the chair that I am today. Now, I understand that there were a lot of other decision makings and a lot of other paths that had to be crossed and T's that had to be crossed and I's that had to be dotted to get me to this position. But this, th- that, I believe that me believing nothing else than that this was going to happen for me played a big catalyst into me sitting behind that microphone today. This one that I got is probably one of my favorites. She said, mine would be that I get to marry a nice, respectful, honest man over 6'2", hashtag tall girl needs. <laughs> my response to her was, girl, you're going to laugh, but I did that very thing before I met my guy. I wrote down in fine detail everything that I wanted in someone, and I shit you not, on that list, everything is him. I'm not joking about this at all. I can feel the eye rolls, and that's okay, because I probably would have eye rolled at this, too, a couple years ago. But when I was reading The Secret, one of the things is to physically write down the things that you want and put it out there. I got in detail. Detail. And I'm not going to give you those details right now, because someday I hope to surprise the boyfriend with this list. And I refuse to give it to him just yet because it's super special. But I'm not kidding. Some of the stuff I wrote down there, I almost scratched out and was like, oh, my God, Riley, that's ridiculous. But it wasn't. It was what I wanted. And it was what needed to work for me and my son in life. And it was, you know, because if you don't have a clear path of your dreams and what you actually want and what you want to do to get there, I mean... You, God, the universe, nobody's, I mean, well, God will know, but the universe ain't going to know. You're not going to know how to have it come to fruition. Your partner that's coming around, if you don't know exactly what you want, who's going to know? Are you, I mean, so again, put it out there, speak it into existence and believe nothing else. Then that is going to happen for you. And side note, if this sounds ridiculous and naive, then I'd rather be naive than negative. I mean, that sounds kind of harsh, but for me, that's what works because I'd rather walk this earth every day believing that good things are going to happen than living in a reality where I just think, well, that's not going to happen for me. So many bad things have happened. Blah, 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 blah. You know, another person said that I can get through this divorce so I can get on with my life. Now, look, I've never been divorced, but I've heard it's like a death in a way. And, you know, my response to that is maybe it is that way. Maybe it really does feel like a death so that you can be reborn. Again, might sound super flower child, but I feel like leaving a relationship is never, ever, ever a good experience, I don't think. I mean, but if it helps you to grow on the other side and learn more about yourself and then prepare yourself for the person that was really meant for you, if that's what you want, be reborn. Another person said patience. Oh my God, same. Now look, I have never been a patient person ever in my life. I have a tattoo that's Psalm 27, 14. Wait upon the Lord and he shall strengthen thy heart. This makes me laugh when I even think about this because my mom has always said to me, baby, patience is a virtue. And I'm like, mom, 
It's just not one that I'm skilled at. I came into this world six weeks early. <laughs> so I've been patient from ju- impatient from jump. But here's the thing. And again, I would uh, I would be eye rolling somebody with this one, too. It, it the, the things that I've had to be the most patient with, like painstakingly patient, are the things that I cherish most in life. And they're my greatest blessings. So this one hit home with me, too. Uh, the thing that she would speak into existence is to get over a toxic relationship breakup. Oh, my God. Have I ever been there way more times than I care to admit? Now... I want to say, with all honesty, getting over some one, one very, very toxic relationship that took years, and by years I mean like six, to get over, and thank God I'm not there anymore, but it was by far one of the top three hardest things I've ever had to heal from, emotionally, physically, everything had to be, what I was talking about before, reborn, and it was the closest thing that I had ever had to a divorce, you know, because I was planning on marrying that person. But thank God, God in the universe had a different plan for me. You know, the only thing I can say to this is you will get over it. You will heal with time. And again, there's that patience thing. It sucks. I hate waiting. But I can promise you that your heart will heal. You just have to believe that it will. With every single thing that you are. Again, there I go. With every fiber of your being, you have to put it into your brain that nothing else is going to happen, but you're going to heal and you're going to be in a better place. Another person said, I want to be happy and have peace. Ooh, am I ever going to probably get some hate for this one or at least those eye rolls I keep talking about? Somebody close to me once said that you have to choose happiness. Oh my God. The face that I gave my friend when he said this to me was like, fuck you. I was just like, what? You think I want to be unhappy? You think I don't want to be smiling? He literally laughed at me. He was like, yeah. You have to, happiness is a choice. You have to actively choose it. You have to actively work at it every day. Like, just like I work out all the time and it's painful going through it. And I'm cursing and sweating. But at the end of that workout with the endorphins of flowing, I'm like, ah, okay. You know, I mean... It, it's so hard for me, too, because sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to be happy today. I'm not at peace at all. And peace is the greatest blessing in life. I feel like when you're at peace with yourself, oh, I mean, I think it's better than shopping and sex and well, maybe not sex, but even <laughs> TMI. I understand you. I, I get it. I understand that it's hard to choose to be happy sometimes. The hardest chore, I think. But one that's the most worth it. Don't you think? Like, I mean, happiness is everything. More than money, more than, you know, work accomplishments, everything. Because if you're not happy with it, what the fuck is life? What What's the point? You know? A couple more that I got were uh, one chick says that I get into nursing school so my son and I can afford to not live with my mom. Girl, you are doing the damn thing. And just by putting forth that want, that wish, You're going to have the drive next. And the next, before you know it, the drive is going to turn into a job. And then you're going to move out, not live with your mom. And trust me, you don't have to feel bad about that because you're a mom and you're going through it and you're still doing the damn thing. And another person said, my soulmate. That's what she wants to speak into existence. And I want to say something here. I didn't realize this 
until a little while ago because I do believe now that I've found my soulmate, but don't puke on me here because give me a second. I feel like soulmates come in all different forms. Romantic, friendships, children, family. And I feel like for me, I had those things in place before I found my boyfriend, whom I believe is my soulmate. And I, I wasn't paying attention to them. So perhaps, just perhaps, when you pay attention to those other soulmates that you have in your life, then the one that you envision as your true soulmate in a romantic sense will come a little quicker. Just saying, please don't shoot me for the positive, like positive poly pants over here. This is just the little surge of inspiration that hit me yesterday. And I'm so freaking glad that you guys answered in abundance because it just made me really pay attention to the fact that I need to get back to speaking positive things into existence. For real. You guys, I'm going to leave it there before I make you puke some more with all of my positive poly pants over here. But I want to hear more of your stories about how you spoke positive things into existence or, you know, the things that you want to focus on in being more positive or, you know, if you want to tell me to shut up, Riley, this one was stupid. Hey, I welcome those comments too. you know, constructive criticism. I'm all about it because I want to deliver what y'all want to hear with this podcast. But thank you guys so much for coming around and listening to my little corner of the world. And if you could, if you'd like and subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts, hopefully on the iHeartRadio app or uh, shout out to our new listeners on Spotify, please do um, subscribe. Be my best friend. And if you want to hit me up, you can do it on social at Riley Couture. That's on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And then Snapchat is at Radio Recon. Love y'all. Long time. I'll talk to you next week. It's really Riley.